Hey everyone, welcome to She Brigade the Podcast. I'm your host, Bilun Lumsemech. On each episode, we bring you amazing trailblazing women to come share with you their life and career journeys, from entrepreneurs to nine to fivers and everyone in between. Our guests go through all of the highs and all the lows of this life journey that have brought them to being who they are today. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of She Brigade. Today on the podcast, we have Major Bunte. Um, Bunte you may better know her as Bunte Fela. Fela. So, Fela. Yes. But it's double E. Oh my yeah, gosh, I yeah. can't even I'm so sorry. It's so true. No, that's fine. <laughs> and it's actually Sitsuana, so it's like Bunte Fela. That's my real name. That, yeah. I, I, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Don't Bunte stress. <laughs> sorry. Don't stress. I'm still getting everybody to know Buntefela. It's actually my name. It's like, does this happen often, actually? Every day. Oh. Everywhere. With all the interviews that I've heard, they'll be like Bunte. Yes. And I'm like, no, can you please correct? My name is Buntefela. Like, I really, really love my name as <laughs> it's Buntefela. Such a so name. Like, oh Buntefela. my God. We thought, no, we, they thought, like, no, we thought. Uh, feel I'm like no kefela. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh, my second name is Buntle, by the way. Is it? Hi. Yes. Oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah. That's yes, why I just keep Buntle. That's why Orinik Buntle. Buntle. I'm like you have to be my namesake, surely. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. No, sorry. No, sorry about that. Um, guys, we have a major Buntle fella. Uh, Buntafela is has served. Well, let me actually say it this way: You went from working in the in the National Defense Force yeah. to going into the fashion world and making major moves there. I mean, you worked for ten years in the in the Defense Force, and as a major, even yeah, you became a major as well. And for since then, you worked at various magazines, and you've also styled the cover of Forbes. That's actually how I came across you. I actually was literally looking at the Forbes magazine um the the I think it's the latest one with the Bonang uh yes that one (laughs) (laughs) and I was looking because I actually read the people that have worked on the stuff I actually read the names and I was like oh my gosh there's a black girl with (laughs) with a name so then I started googling you so that's actually how I came across your name oh nice and you've also styled artists such as um Casper and Tembisete. Yes. But you also have another job where you work on marketing for a tour company. Yes, I do. Uh, yeah, I, I have another job that I work for a tour company. And I'm also a communications head for the um, ANC Professional League. Ne- uh, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I don't I, I don't even know how you begin to um, juggle all of these, but I guess that's what we're going to find out today. <laughs> so welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you so much I'm for sure having me. Um, yeah, thank you. I really appreciate. Okay, so, so on the podcast, we always start from the beginning. So please take us all the way back, all the way back from Buntefela as a child, how you were growing up, your high school life, how how you were when you were trying to pick what to study, that kind of stuff. Take us all the way back. Um, so I grew up in a in a very small town in the Free State called uh, Grunstadt. Um, 
I, I, I spent most of my life there, well, my 17 years in, in the free state until I moved to, after matric, I moved to, um, I didn't just move to Pretoria, I moved to, I first moved to Kimberley for my basic military training. And, oh, can I also just add that during my school days, I was also one of the finalists for um, Miss Kaiser Chiefs, uh, which is, yeah, the National Miss Kaiser Chiefs, which was held in, in the last, actually the, the last one that we had uh, here in Johannesburg uh, in 2000. Yes. Um, oh, wow. This is also where, um, so I've always loved fashion, right? From when I was young, like my mother, my, my mother, uh, yeah. My mother likes dressing up. Every time I see Anna Wintour, she just reminds me of my mother. And um, mm. even my grandmother, they she, they've they've we, they used to have these beautiful pieces that I think, you know what? If I was as a, if I was a size three, I would be wearing those shoes and clothes. But back then, you would be like, oh, these ugly clothes. I mean, I was young and I'm thinking, yes. oh, these things. I don't know. Um, but anyway, fast forward to me finishing my trick. I. Um, I, I joined the SNDF. How about how I joined the SNDF was I wanted to study fashion design and my parents were like, no, you <laughs> cannot be studying science. And then, I mean, I did science, biology and mathematics and you want to go and study fashion design. What is fashion design? Like, but what are we, where, where have you seen we? anybody going anywhere with fashion design? No, babes. Like, sure. um, I mean, coming and I and now when when I was old I understood that you know coming from a small town you I mean my parents were only exposed to one being a doctor nurse you know a politician my 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 grandfather was 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 a hardcore politician my dad was also a hardcore politician so like they were like no like uh uh-uh, you uh, we don't know how you're going to survive you know um it's either you are a teacher or a nurse or a doctor or something mm. man that will you know um so i'm like okay now i've applied for vets right and i'm thinking hey vets must not take me um then my mother was like okay fine listen uh now i've applied for you in the defense force in november i'm going for interviews i was like no ways went for interviews in november I was even wearing a mini skirt because I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, because I've been reading about interviews that you looked up, you used to look professional. And when I got there, I remember people were looking like, and I was like, I don't care. I, I don't want to be here. There is never going to be a day I'm going to be a soldier because there was this stereotype behind being a soldier that um, you're not educated and mm. you know those things um i think a lot of people still think that it's only now changing when they this being a soldier thing it's now being like fashionable but i mean i know five years ago six years ago, yeah five years ago people still thought ah when you are a soldier you like yeah um so uh mm-hmm. 2003 i started with my um well i was i got accepted god knows how um sure 2003 I got um I, I I started my 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 basic military training which was for three months in Kimberley and um look my my intention was not to stay because every day they they'll be saying to you during the training if you want to leave just tell us you've got a letter you will let you go 
you know, all those things. I mean, two weeks into it, I was like, mix away. I'm, I'm, I, this is not my thing. I mean, waking up and running, people wake you up just to run. Like, no, I'm not doing this. I mean, all that physical training that you, know, that you do, you have to iron your bed, you have to iron your clothes. I'm not used to ironing clothes. I'm still not used to ironing my clothes. Even now, it doesn't matter how long I've been in the military. I still don't iron. And, um, and you're a stylist. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like ironing. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, and I'm like, no, the ironing thing is not going to happen. So, um, man, come month end, we're getting paid. Hey. My first salary was 1,100. Uh, only because we started, uh, we started during the month. That was on, we started on the 20th. I still remember 20th of January, 2000. So we got like 1,100. I mean, it's all yours. Look, I, nobody's going to 100 just for running. And I mean, yeah. you know, they give you food. They, they really take care of you. So I was like, actually, let me give it another try for a month. Come month end, you're getting more money. One point five. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. So I decided to stay. Uh, because of my love for money, I decided to stay. Um, yeah, and you know, they took me to school, and uh, I've been, I've, I've worked, I've worked in different department, in different departments while I was in the military. You know, uh, which is the one thing that I, I love about being in the military is that you not only, um, you you're not um, stuck on one position. So if, let's say, for instance, you are a communications person, you will be able to move to maybe like a, a marketing department. You'll be If you decide, oh, no, today I wanna, I, I'm deciding next day I'm studying, I'm going to be a nurse, you, you've got that. Mm. Uh, it's, it's like free flow. You know, you can change your career while you are inside. So... <laughs> I worked as, um, I studied industrial psychology, but I didn't, uh, it, it had absolutely nothing to do with what I wanted to do. That one was like, I'm not going to be, you know, this is not me. Um, I, I, so I worked as a legal officer for three years. And then I, I, I was, um, then I moved to, I became a communications officer still in the military. So every time you get promoted, you can actually apply for a post in a different department. So oh, um, that gives you good yeah, exposure. This is this is this is why I can actually juggle myself, you know, while I'm out. It's not because mm. um, I've been exposed to the 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 different uh, careers during my ten years in the in the military. So I did, I was also a protocol officer at some point. Um, and then I worked as, um, what else was I about to? So, so just, just when I left, I was a, um, an executive personal officer for uh, one of the generals, which is um, one of those nicest jobs that you can ever have. You get to travel everywhere. You, your life is mm-hmm. nice, man. Um, so, uh, we don't call it, uh, executive personal officer in the defense force. It's just that it's just an easy term for you, for me to use as a civilian so that people can understand. So, yeah. um, yeah. Yes. So yeah. Then I left in 2003, um, 2014, I went to, I was like, okay, um, let me see. So now I'm going to study fashion. Then I first started as a makeup artist. I went to, I did makeup artist course. 
and the only thing I enjoy is doing my face. So I can never do people's faces, which I realized. So my first, first gig, <laughs> my first, first gig, I got, um, it was an ad, post net ad. So um, I had to do, I think about five faces. Um, oh. Then I was like, no, this is not for me. I'm not going to be sitting and doing makeup on people like that. So um, then I got to work with, um, Masiho, I think she's Masiho underscore SA. Um, yes, mm. we did. Uh, Kayam Teto was shooting a video, and I was doing makeup on the on the backup dancers. Um, I remember Bunte Mudisele was one of them because she's always been my favorite. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah so it. yeah, so I think that was more or less my last um, my last gig as a as a as a makeup artist and then I went to fashion school so I did fashion styling uh, with an institution based in Cape Town and um, then I got my first job as a fashion assistant at Women in Home um, uh, when I got the job so they called me to say I must they have a shoot so they just want to see a friend of mine told them about me. Then they called me to say, they're having a shoot the following day. So they want to see how I style. And then I went, I've never styled anyone. I'm just used to dressing myself. So I went, um, shoot. Um, we were styling. I'll tell you, to me, to me, she used to be on um, Gang of Instrumentals. Um, so she, I remember she was, she was, um, Oh, yes. yes. So yes. I remember she was one of the people that we were styling. And um, the, well, the shoot went well. So when I left, they're like, no, please come tomorrow. Come start tomorrow. So I started my job as in, in May uh, at Women in Home in 2015. And then, um, so, yeah. Did you want to say something? Yes. Uh, how did you prepare for doing something like that that you've never done before? Um, like when you had to go and do that and style that shoot, how did you know how to prepare for something that you've never been exposed to before or never done? So before? I, I, I cause one of the things that I do on my spare time, I have uh, like from back in the day when I was, I think in the, well, in the military, I, 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 I'll look at, I love researching about, I've always been doing research about fashion and, like style, I'll just look at inspirations on. Oh, mama, what Then I'll be like, um, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dress like this. Uh, this is how I'll put things together. Uh, so, mm. uh, that's what I did. So I just went through different fashion magazines online, and also I used to collect magazine. Um. So they helped me a lot. And um, I was just like, listen, I'm going to see if this thing that I've been doing to myself and that I've been uh, researching if it's going to work because I wanted to be a fashion designer. So I would look at maybe stuff that I want to do, like inspirations. If I want to do a jacket, um, mm. what kind of a jacket? And yeah, so I was like, let me just go. But also I didn't have clothes, so... There was no clothes. They had already sourced their clothes. So I'm just going on set to work on something that I don't know. And I was just like, I'm not going to say mm. I don't know. 
I'm gonna say to them I've been styling before. Yeah. Because I mean I want I want I want <laughs> I want to do this. <laughs> I want to be part of the fashion industry. Um yeah. so um so I uh, yeah yeah I styled the shoot and then I was told to come back the following day. Um we start work at eight. Great, yay. So um I was there and then when I was at Women in Home, I don't know if you know about Privida, it's an online magazine. Um yeah, so no. Privida is an online magazine. It used to be Oh yes, 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 I did. Yes, it I used know. to be uh with DNA brand architects. So I used to they used to call me for mm. their shoots. Uh in 2015, they called me to do in August their um um women issue for women's month. And the 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 cover girl was Terry Pedro. So I I went alone. Now now I'm working alone. There's no team, there's nothing. I have to source alone for like an entire cover of look, Privida and Women in Home, it's two different magazines. So your Privida is high fashion. And Women in Home magazine, it's your very subtle, it's like your two-piece kind of I call it a two-piece magazine. Um <laughs> Yeah, I've seen the covers of Prevda. It's very high, f- yeah, yeah. The yeah. high end, yeah. high fashion. High fashion yes. And I mean, I'm working okay. for a two piece kind of magazine, so I'm like, yo, yo, yo. So, and also, it's terrible. You can't fumble. You you can't get it wrong. Yes. You know, um, I've never done this. This is my very first shoot of high fashion alone, and um, I start going around looking for dresses. Um, the good thing about it is that I already had relationships with designers, amazing designers, and some of the stores that I love using their clothes. Um, so I went the day of the shoot, we nailed it. Um, I think, mm. I think how people got to know of me, like people were starting to know about me from women in home, but it was not like I'm saying it's a, it's a two piece magazine. So, um, People were knowing about me like nicely, like, oh, yeah, there's Bundle, you know. But now I just styled mm. Terripeto. And it was a hit of a magazine. I'm telling you, like, wow, man. If I have to say so myself. Sure. Um, we created magic with the team that we worked with. Um, wow, it was magic. And the nice thing I also loved about uh, DNA when I used to work with them, um, they would pay you, man. So the, I had absolutely no reason not to, not to bring my A game. <laughs> so, um, uh, so we we did the make the, the 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 cover and it blew up. It was all over, you know. Uh, people kept on talking about it even after the cover went. Even after the next cover, people were still talking about. Mm-hmm. It. So after that, I did more mm-hmm. other covers. But I must say, the shoot that of all the covers that I did on high fashion on Privida. Um, I must say Terry's cover was the best cover that I've ever, that I think I've ever done until I did this Forbes one for the 50 most powerful women in Africa. Um, that's, uh, yes. that cover, um, I, I, I still look at the images and I'm like, yeah, wow. And because she was so easy to work with, um, she's, she didn't even say 
no, I'm not going to wear this. She was happy to try everything, which is what I love about everybody that I work with. I think probably maybe they also look, mm. maybe they do their research on me or what, but I've never got a person that um, will say, uh, no, I don't like this. I mean, even when I worked with Bonang. Oh, yeah, like even when I worked you. with Bonang, you know, and people were saying, yo, Bonang is difficult. And I said, <laughs> I'm also difficult. Um, <laughs> but uh, she was also amazing. I don't want to lie. Um, it, it was fun and I look, it, it was very nice. So, yeah, so, and from Privida, I styled, I also had a banging cover of Nubian Bride. Uh, it was shot in Cape Town. Um, it was one of my most amazing bridal covers. I've never seen a bridal cover that moves my blood. I've tried, I've, I've looked at all the South African mm. bridal magazine and I'm like, okay, that's fine. But um, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I did, where was I? Um, and then I left during that uh, 2017. I left, I went to work for government again. <laughs> Why did you go back? So, um, <laughs> I'm from Free State, right? And uh, Free State is always trying to bring back their talent back to the Free State. So, when they asked me to come and work as a, a communication specialist at Free State Development Corporation, I was like, um, look, my I think that time when I left is because my styling career wasn't going, wasn't booming as 2015 and 2016 now i'm in 2017 this is just after i i have worked with Casper because in in 2016 until i think february i was with Feb, february or march i was working with Casper when he was transforming from remember when he was losing weight uh yes so that mm. transformation i was with him so i threw away all his clothes before um he lost weight. Uh, we did his, I did his whole uh, wardrobe makeover and I would style, uh, yeah, I would style him when he goes to, or to perform. And um, so, but March to, yeah, I think March, April, May, um, my, th my styling work wasn't because now everybody's coming in as a stylist, you know, ever since this Instagram thing, everybody is just a stylist. And now, I mean, <laughs> you coming in because maybe I, I don't know maybe I charge too much because I know my job very well so somebody else will come in and say but I can do the work for like maybe let's make an example if I charge 10,000 somebody else's I'll do it for 2.5 and you're like mm -hmm. let me take this one so mm. there was just a whole lot of stylists even now I see them I'm like mm, okay but um which is very good I don't have a problem um so when that came I was like I had to choose between um, waiting for work or having work because I was also doing pop-ups mm. and I wasn't sure Kuti, like you know um, I need I need a stable salary unfortunately the stable salary was coming in another city altogether so I moved on the 1st of June I yeah. put everything in the car back seat of the car I drove to Bloemfontein and I started work in bloom i was there for until december which i was like no this is not me uh also i was on contract i was on 
<laughs> that's yeah, a also was in contract. So I mean, I kept on going back and forth with them that you brought me here, but you keep on putting me on contract. Like I would rather, I'd rather go back and struggle there where I know and in, in you know city of Houting. I mean, Bloomfontein, Bloomfontein is small. I can only do that thing. So Houting, I can do a whole lot of things, you know. Mm. Um, but in Bloom. I'm only going to be here. And after work, I get back home late. I work until late. I get back home. I'm tired. I can't do anything. So uh, with us going back and forth, re my contract and all, um, I came back. Uh, I actually didn't just come back. I went back home. And then when I was home, a friend of mine who is a fashion designer, very amazing fashion designer, so Desi KL said he's got a, he's working with, uh, AFI, so he ah. wants me to style his collection. Um, came back to Joburg, styled his collection. While I was sty- while I was busy with AFI, I get a call from uh, Jay Banza for um, Orchard and Twenty Five because mm. I had worked with Jay at um, Brent Architects. So he's like, "Listen, I've got a PR shoot. Um, can you style Zamangobo?" I'm like, uh, okay. Um, styled Zama Ngobo a few days before Fashion Week. Styled Zama. Uh, we did an amazing shoot. Um, and then after that, she was shooting Leading Citizens. It was playing on SABC3. Um, I actually asked her that if I can be the wardrobe person for Leading Citizens. She's like, no, we've got someone. I'm like, oh, okay, great. That's not, that's fine. I'm coming back, so I'm still trying to find jobs. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, as I'm about to leave, Johannesburg now, Fashion Week is done. And I'm like, ah, I've stayed in Gauteng. I'll come back next day because I'm starting with my first year. I decided to go back to school full time. So I'll only come back next day. Let me go home. Um, Get a phone call at night. Hi, Buntle. Listen, we need you. Okay. Yeah. Um, Zama for leading citizen SABC3. It didn't work out with the person that she was working with. Okay, great, no problem. I'm like, oh, great, fine. I mean, I did a PR shoot with her, she loved it. Uh, yeah, I met them the following day, and uh, yeah, so that's I, I ended up staying in Gauteng oh, wow. until today. Um, last year, January, I decided to take a break because now I need to find exactly where I'm going to place myself from fashion, who needs who, where I must go. Remember I had left for like a, for me, it was almost a year. So I need to first also um, wake the relationships that I used to have up and, you know, go to events, speak to people. And yeah, so I did that. Also because I was studying, um, I was doing my first year as a marketing management student at IMI. I'm I'm sorry, I'm M. Um, and then uh, this year I decided, okay. Oh yes, so last year also I started my YouTube channel. Um, yes, yes. You must stop me when you think because I can't go forever. I know myself. <laughs> No, no, no. So last year, um, in no, in 2018, right? Uh, the lady that was my producer for my 
YouTube channel. She is from home. I had attempted to do a fashion YouTube with some two ladies, which didn't work out. So in the midst of me working on that YouTube, she calls me in 2018. She's like, this is, she calls me in July. She's like, hi B, listen, I saw your YouTube uh, thing with these two ladies. I would love to work with you, but I want to work with you alone. Um, I'm not saying you oh. must leave that. Um, I want to produce something, but that is centered around you. Cause she's, she's, she, we, we know each other from childhood. So she's seen me with my fashion and everything. So she's like, I want, I want you to tell your story and not with other people. So you can have your own channel. And she explains to me that it's not going, you know, yeah. this is how you're going to do it. And then, and so I'm like, okay, but actually this is what I had in mind. I had always wanted to have an, uh, an online magazine. Um, this is how I wanted to be. Then she says, I'm going to send her uh, because she's also a script writer, an amazing script writer. So she's like, okay, let me work on that and recreate it on YouTube. <clears throat> uh, it didn't work with the other two ladies. And, you know, I wasn't, I, I didn't even have time to stress because already I had something that I was going to do. And she's like, what I'm going to promise you is that I'm going to get you funding. So you will not be shooting with your own money. You won't be using your money to shoot the channel, but it's not going to be now. I hope you're going to be patient. And I'm thinking, I don't have patience. Um, mm -hmm. So we went through, you know, we've worked on scripts. We've been working on that script for a very long time on shoot, on planning on how we're going to do a prayer shoot and all these things that we, how we're going to do our studio and, 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 and um, in, in April last year, um, in my, um, I remember, I still remember very well. It, morning, I'm, I'm in my garden, and she, she calls me and says to me, "Listen, Ish, I don't think we're going to be able to get money this year because, um, Gauteng Film, what GFC, uh, Gauteng GFC. <laughs> so, GFC they're closing <laughs> on Friday, for no on on." on Thursday for all the uh, people to apply for funding. I'm like, eh. She's like, I tried sending the emails, keeps on bouncing back. I'm like, let me think. Now I'm like, near man, I know people. I call a lady that works. I'm like, listen, can you please give me an email address for um, this department? She's like, oh yeah, sure. Oh yeah. And then she says to me, kind of even though you're doing um youtube i'm like yeah and then i tell her we work with she's like oh we always work with them so she gives me an email immediately i call my producer i'm like listen send that document now to this email and when you're done call this person and ask if they received the email she calls they received the email and then we went in may we went for uh the interview so you have to present uh whatever that you are going to be doing so we went and presented uh the youtube channel to them mm -hmm. which is very something that it, it hasn't been done so it's yeah so uh we represented and on the 15th of june we got um response that uh we are one of the people that were selected for funding um mm. now we're excited and i'm thinking oh in july i'm shooting no it wasn't like that. So my producer was like, there's still a lot of work to do because we still need to like 
you still need to, I mean, I've never been in front of the camera. So you still need to practice. We still need to get you a coach. You still do, you know, and I'm thinking this woman, why is she so serious? But um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and I mean, there was school, there was, I had to be doing this YouTube channel. And uh, we, in October, we started shooting. Um, did you shoot in October? Yeah, we shot in October. Amazing. And I launched in November. My first episode came out in December. So I, my 2019 wasn't that bad after all. Um, and then in Feb came Forbes. Um, I had to style Forbes, mm. uh, which was... The, so in Feb, there was Forbes and me being a taxi driver. So all these things happened in... How the story yeah. broke, I was busy on set and a friend of mine calls me and says to me, how, Wena, Kanti, why don't you tell us you're a taxi driver? Because I, I had switched off my data the whole day I was on set. I'm like, taxi driver? I yeah. totally forgot I posted a picture yesterday because I mean, I, I've had a long day. This is like literally at half past five. I'm leaving set. I'm putting things in, things in the combi, in the quantum. And I'm thinking, on taxi driver near man i'm like no babe what do you mean taxi it's like no i've sent you a message on whatsapp but i can see you're not online okay go back on whatsapp how a story it has even four thousand shares it has been seen by over ten thousand people you thing is trending i've got taxi news i mean there's everybody everyone and just everyone is talking about me and you know and I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, when did I become a taxi driver? <laughs> so, I mean, me, I'm like, okay, let me do a live video and tell people that I was only, I was working. So I do a live video on Facebook. And then while I'm busy with my live video, a friend of mine sends me a message like, but I only see it after um, I finish the live video. So it's like, listen, uh, this is your time to shine. You don't have to explain anything to people. You'll explain when time goes on that you are not a taxi driver. Capitalize on this. A lot of women are looking up to you. You, you, should, you must read the comments before you can even, you know, because now people are talking about how they want to be in the industry. Yeah. So, like, try and find. Let's try. And. Oh, wow. Okay. And then my cousin, who's based in Kenya. I delete the thing on, on, on Facebook. So, my, my cousin, who's based in Kenya also speaks to me at night and it's like miss b listen um you need to capitalize on this hey so we start talking about everything around and she's and he's like listen um look you nobody has to be anything for them to be a voice for a certain industry as long as you can get people that have hope that mm. and a lot of people a lot of women don't think they can get into the taxi yeah. industry use your you as a fashion person and you driving this taxi as a voice for other women like you. And I'm like, yeah, man, you, I know you are smart. So, um, so that's how it came. And I just started, and then I went, I had a meeting with Santaco. Um, I hijacked them. Actually, they were in a meeting and then I joined their meeting. Um, and we spoke yes. and they loved the idea. So my whole idea was why not develop women? Nobody's coming to take anyone's job. So I think the women who are in the industry, all they want to do is learn. Who are they learning from? They are learning from the people who have been 
in the industry. I know because I was in the military, I was exposed to men that thought we were there to take their jobs. And you you hear when they speak to you how they, they uh, during my time when I was in the military, I was very young. I don't think I could have, I mean, I'm, I used to snap because I'd be so upset that men men see women as threat. Men see women as people that can never be where they are. And yeah. I'm not trying to do what you can do. And I still maintain it. There's things that a woman cannot do. But if I'm there as an HR head, I'm not taking your head, your, I mean, your job. If I'm there as a head of psychology or and you are out in deployed in Burundi, don't you think you need somebody to help you? Um, but we are just not working together because mm. somebody's thinking someone is out there to take what belongs to them and nothing belongs to anybody. So um, I was very young when I was in the military and, mm. you know, we um, um, I've experienced a lot of men who who were very threatened. And I think for the better part I was there, I used to pray that I can't wait to see all these old people leaving the system because uh, young ones won't be able to grow. Because um, mm. I was in the MK, so I know better. But you don't you don't see that uh, things evolve, things have changed. We've got technology, we've got so many things that I can help you with. You can help me with something else. We can actually we have to work together. But when I was there, they never saw it. I don't know if things have changed, but they've never saw it like that. And um, which is sad. I, 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 I've seen it even when I went to the free state. Old people don't want to see young, young ones um, prosper. You have to, it's like you have to be their servant, their slave. You have to suck up to someone so that Maybe you can move just a little bit on the ladder, you know, one step in Yana. They're not saying, let me, let me empower mm. you. We still need those people that will, that you will get into an organization and they'll say, I will empower you. I think Defense Force has one of the oldest people in most of the organizations, like where you get a very old general who's like 60 something, you know? Um, yeah. So uh sure. yeah so yeah um but um so that's that with my taxi thing but it's been it's been um it, it's been um, it's been an amazing journey and i've learned a lot because i've had you know, i've never seen my dms are always busy like literally even my emails like when i when i open my emails <laughs> i'm like yo but you know when but the one thing that i appreciate is that um, sure. I know I can't help everybody, but just that step to say, try this, um, and they do it, and then they come back and say, oh, yeah, I've went, um, I've been, I did my PDP, oh, no, I'm, I'm trying to do this. Um, one of the things that I've always, that I've, ever since this thing, I come from a family actually that owns taxis, so I've, I'm, I was never really interested in taxis, to be honest, because oh. I also thought taxis violence. Um, even though we don't have such things in in that I see them on TV. Yeah. So I don't think we have such things in the free state where people kill each other. Just no, we don't have that. Um, but now that I've seen how people 
how women are so like how they want to be in this industry and I've, and i remember i was talking to the other lady i said listen you don't have to be a taxi driver you can own taxis and transport kids and do tourism you know people are now starting to travel mm. you can start that you can have yeah you do not have to be a taxi driver i mean you owning a, a, a kumbi does not mean you are a taxi driver but you can do so many things which is i think what people don't realize that there's so many of mm. us out there and we're always having tourists coming in mm. so collaborate and i'm always saying people should learn to collaborate if uh, if i'm a fashion person and i'm good with let's say i love traveling and i can say every month we organize group of 10 people and we take them to a different um city or town in south africa where they can experience and experiment the beauty of sa then you have your own 10 seater and you're like oh okay we collaborate and so we work together and get somebody else that can cook who's a chef and then you get into the industry you see it's not only about driving but you can get into the industry without even even having like your own 10 seater but as a chef as um um as a social media person then you you know that you do social media for all these uh, tourism companies, and you know there's so many things to do. Which I realized when I was when yeah. everybody was coming to me, like we we can now all own taxis, but what can we do in in this in that? In but there's still opportunity. I'm like, there. look, if you get to do it and you say yes. to people, we drive down. Let's say we drive down to Cape Town, but everybody flies back. You drive people and you show them, you know, they see, they do sightseeing and, but coming back, people are tired. It depends. I mean, if people want to drive, they can drive back. But look, you've made money going down to Cape Town and taking people. When you get there, you also show them, you also go on sites to show them and drive them. So you're not really, you're still in the industry, you know, mm. you're just not mm. there rooting everywhere, going from four ways to run mm. back. Um, so, so yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's my life i don't know if there's anything that <laughs> sure i'm so, no, i'm so glad that you went into the detail because um you have a very interesting journey because you i feel like you've been going into fields and industries that um were not necessarily part of the plan you know it's like like i mean like you've taught me so much about yes. like finding an opportunity grabbing an opportunity when it comes building on opportunities when they find you so I feel like like that's what I'm really getting from your story. Like you you never you never would have thought that this this taxi thing would have would be a thing, but now you actually find yourself being a voice in that space, because there's so yes. many voiceless people in that space. Yes. So you don't yeah, you can really impact yeah. people's lives without necessarily having to do that thing, you know, and encourage them. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, thank, wow. Thank okay. You. Sure, yep. I, I love your story. Um so so I always um ask so this there's this question that I love to ask all of my guests. All right. Um it's just with regards to in your journey, um if you could go back and talk to your younger self, whether it was you as a makeup artist or you as a um personal as a fashion assistant, sorry, at Women in Home at any point in your life or it could have it could be last year whenever. If you could go back in time and talk to your younger self. I would say to my younger self, don't ever, ever in your life make irrational decisions. Um, But live, explore and experiment. And 
always and always learn new things. I think that's what I'll say to my younger self. Mm. Mm. Do, you, do you feel like that's something yeah, you were doing? Yeah, I think at some point of, in my life, up, there's or... times where I was very rational in my decisions, like um, leaving my job as a soldier. It was, <laughs> yeah, I was going through stuff and it was an irrational decision. I would have, I think, had I spoken to someone, I would have maybe um, made a better decision. Um, but um, but I've lived. I'm glad I went through that because I can tell someone else that, look, uh, no matter what life brings you, never do irrational decisions, whether it's job, relationships, family. And I've seen it also with the relationships that irrational decisions never take you anywhere. You don't do things when you are angry. Um, that's one thing that I've learned that Mm. You do not do anything when you are angry. You wait um, and you... So one of the things that I've learned through the years, I think for the past six years was, um, I don't go to bed angry anymore. I used to be, um, I used to get very, like I'd literally, I'd get angry. And if I want to delete you in my life, I would delete you as in now, today, finished, we are done. Um, so I've, if something is not well with me, I talk about it. I will talk to you about it. And I don't go to bed angry, which is what has influenced me in so many ways that um, I've been having, even if things don't go right, but they turn out so well because I'm, I'm always praying about it. The last thing that I do before I close my eyes is at night is pray. And that has been the most amazing experience I can ever say anybody should practice. I don't know how other people would prefer to meditate. Meditate if you have to, but just don't go to bed angry because I've seen going to bed angry, it impacts your following day. So you're literally having a bad day out of nothing when you could have sorted out whatever that is going, that is wrong. And yeah, being being a young self, you do we do so many mistakes and I wouldn't want to see another buntle making irrational decisions that they would regret later. Mm. <laughs> it's so interesting <laughs> that you say that because I feel like well enough because like I had a bad day. <laughs> I had a really bad day today and I'm just like, okay, Philo. Yeah. Like, don't actually I'm so just sorry. pray about you, it, meditate yeah. on it. So it's actually like I, I had like the worst day. So it's, it's actually I'm very aligned that you say this. You see, like this is why I love it when people talk to yeah. themselves. So, there's always yeah. someone so, like, out there you, going through you, something. You, like look, when you practice when you practice going to bed happy, trust me, even the following day when you have problems, they are just not there. I've seen with myself, I've never I can tell you right now, it's been a year and I've never had problems. I've had problems, but the following day, they are not there because I deal with them. I, I, I deal with them and I'm like, you are not going to carry it to tomorrow because tomorrow is another day. I need to find a way. So I can't be angry. I can't be upset. I can't because you're creating stress for yourself and I don't want stress. I've, I've mm. never been even, I've never been stressed. Like I don't get stressed because I'm just like, no, it's not going to happen. I pray about it. I meditate on it. And I'm just like, it's not going to happen. Shem, not stressed, not here, not now. I'm done. The last time I was stressed was 2017 and I'm not going through that again. So 
No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Ah, Winslow, thank you so much. Um, how can um uh, our listeners get in touch uh, with you? Okay, so I don't know. Journey? Does that mean like when they want to follow me or something? <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah like even um, social media just so my keep up instagram with you. <laughs> and twitter it's buntlefela b so fella with f double e l a b it's buntlefela b and on facebook i've got a page as well it's also okay so facebook and instagram and twitter it's buntlefela b um and my youtube channel so they can subscribe like and comment on my youtube channel it's Buntefela B style, which I'm going to, I'm working on my second season mm. of my YouTube and I'm going to try to be consistent because I've seen or I've taken a long break. Um, so yeah, otherwise my email, <laughs> if anybody wants to talk to me, my email is hello at buntefelab.co.za. I'm, I mean, you know, when I talk about anything, we, we have to help each other. We are all one family. Look, we can't, where I can't, I will, find somebody we always find somebody else to help mm-hmm. i also have a foundation which is uh Buntlefela b uh foundation i am grooming young girls thank you so much for tuning in guys don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review As always, we love to engage with all of you, so feel free to pop us an email if you have any feedback or guest recommendations on info at shebrigade.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram, so don't forget to tag us on your posts at SheBrigade. See you next week.